Hey, we found a fossil. You've tuned into the Stomp Chomp Raw podcast, brought to you by Dinosaur Ranger Anthony. Stand by as we enter the dinosaur lab to learn everything about dinosaurs, prehistoric life, and the science of paleontology. Dinosaur Ranger Anthony is the lead park ranger of Stomp Chomp Raw of Omaha, Nebraska. They provide dinosaur-themed entertainment and education for children's birthday parties, elementary school classrooms, child cares, and public events. Now, here's Dinosaur Ranger Anthony. Welcome, everyone, to the Stomp Chomp Roar podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dinosaur Ranger Anthony, and I'm sitting alongside Dinosaur Ranger Cecilia. Hi, guys. Now, we are excited to do our fifth podcast today. Today is Sunday, March 14th, 2021, and we're about to sit down and do our podcast on the Spinosaurus Egypticus. And it is the largest carnivore dinosaur to ever walk on our planet. But before we get into our podcast real quick, I want to invite you guys to all go and like our Facebook page. Just search Stomp Chomp Roar on Facebook and you can find us on Facebook. We've been doing a free Facebook Live lesson every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we've uh, we've done a great handful of those and we're getting our community built up. Uh, and I've been just so happy with the results uh, that we're getting. With the, with the free lessons, we're getting such a good community of followers starting to like our business uh, on social media. And I also invite you to take a look at our website, stompchomproar.com. There we have a variety of virtual lessons for classrooms, and this last week we also started doing uh, in-home uh, virtual lessons. So I wanted to put some virtual lessons on the website that were more based for, you know, the single household. Maybe you got two or three kids that love dinosaurs or it's their birthday party. So you want to invite me into your home. I do a quick 15-20 minute lesson and then we do uh, a question and answer with the kids. The kids can show us their dinosaur toys or we just talk about dinosaurs. So I invite you to check those out on my website, stompchomproar.com. All right, Cecilia. It is time to talk about, once again, the Spinosaurus Egypticus. He's the biggest carnivore dinosaur to ever walk on our planet. And the Spinosaurus, its name, what do you think its name means? A spiny lizard? That's right, spiny lizard. And wh why do you think it's named spiny lizard? Wh what attributes does it have on its uh, body that makes you think it's called spiny lizard? Well, it has the spine on its back. Yeah, that big sail. And that sail on its back uh, grew out of its back vertebra, and it reached five to six feet in length above its back. That's how big that sail was. And it was just, that is what makes the Spinosaurus uh, the uh, the the tallest dinosaur to ever live. And it beats out the Tyrannosaurus rex. But what do you guys think the sail was used for? Do you have any guesses of what you think maybe the sail was used for? Maybe to, like, keep it warm? Uh, that is one thing. Scientists aren't 100% sure, but we have a few ideas. And first, a lot of people think maybe it helped control their body temperature by absorbing heat from the sun, kind of like reptiles do and lizards. They're, uh, you know, cold-blooded animals, the reptiles, so they absorb heat from the sun, and that keeps them warm all throughout the day. But as we start moving into that dinosaurs more could be more warm-blooded than cold-blooded 
uh, animals were starting to pull back away that the sail could have been used to regulate body temperature. Next, we think that maybe it was used to help attract a mate. It could have had vibrant colors on it like we see on uh, modern day birds. It could have looked very vibrant like peacock feathers, just real big colors to attract a female Spinosaurus so that maybe they could have babies and keep the Spinosaurus uh, species living uh, for a very long time. Next, it could have maybe helped uh, you know, help tell each other apart in the uh, as they walked around, keeping track of their territory. They knew each other. They knew the ones that lived around each other. It helped, uh, you know, just determine, you know, kind of like like birds and us. You know, we have different color hair. They would have a different colored uh, sail on their back. Now, one of the biggest things I think it might have been used for was helping them swim in the water. Now, they're starting to think the Spinosaurus might have been one of the first semi-aquatic dinosaurs. And this would have acted kind of like a dorsal fin we see on modern-day sharks. And it would have helped keep balance And uh, while they were swimming in the water. It would help them turn quickly. So, that is a little bit about the sail. Like I mentioned, the sail uh, was still an awesome feature on the Spinosaurus. It grew to be five to six feet in length or at tall and that is what makes it uh, the largest theropod dinosaur to ever walk our planet. Now the Spinosaurus is around 40 to 50 feet long from snout to tail and it uh, was about uh, 14 to 23 feet tall, including the sail, and that's what makes it bigger than the Tyrannosaurus rex. When we compare the Spinosaurus and the T-Rex together, the T-Rex was about 40 feet long, so the Spinosaurus could have maybe got 10 feet longer, and then the T-Rex grew to be 12 to 20 feet tall, and as I mentioned before, the Spinosaurus could get up to 23 feet tall, including the sail. So the sail helps it peek over and be the largest dinosaur. Now let's talk about a little bit of the dinosaur order. We've done that in uh, some past podcast about the order of the groups that dinosaur lives in. So the Spinosaurus, he's a Ceriscian dinosaur. That means he's lizard-hipped. And he's a theropod, which means he's a bipedal, walked on two legs, carnivore, eats meat. And the Spinosaurus lives in the Spinosaurid family. And then the Spinosaurus is one of the genus of uh, dinosaur that live in the Spinosaurid family. Some other uh Spinosaurids we see. We see the Irritator, uh, the Suchomimus, and the Baryonyx. Those are a few different uh, species of dinosaurs that live within the Spinosaurid family. They all have the same kind of features. They have that narrow snout on their head. They have somewhat of kind of a little uh, sail on their backs. Uh, you know, they look very similar, but the Spinosaurus is still the biggest one. Now, as I mentioned, the Spinosaurus was the largest theropod dinosaur, and the theropods are uh, bipedal carnivores. So, you know, like I said, the Spinosaurus, it's a bipedal. That means it walks on two legs, and it was relatively fast. Science can, uh, scientists can estimate a dinosaur's speed by calculating the dinosaur's leg length against their body mass, and they also look at the fossilized trackways and measure the distance in between their footprints. They're also very good swimmers. They had paddle-like feet, uh, like some water birds we see today, but they also had longer arms compared to their theropod counterparts, like the T-Rex. He's got those tiny little arms. Remember, Cecilia, the T-Rex has those tiny little arms, but how much could he have curled? Do you remember? It was like 550 pounds. He could have lifted weights in the gym, and he would have beat me out, that's for sure. Now, the Spinosaurus, it was a carnivore, Cecilia, so what does that mean he eats? Meat. That's right. He's eating other dinosaurs. So, and fish. We see that uh, we find fish fossils in the uh, 
fossil of the Spinosaurus so we can tell that before it died, it probably ate some fish and those fish skeletons, those fish became fossilized within the bellies of the Spinosaurus. Now we also have the Spinosaurus eating other smaller animals uh, like the other dinosaurs and a, a dinosaur that was somewhat similar to the Spinosaurus, but it was a herbivore. It was a large duckbill dinosaur. It even had somewhat of a sail on its back. And that dinosaur is named the Oranosaurus. And it uh, is very interesting dinosaur herbivore, kind of had this sail-like thing on its back, kind of looks like a camel's hump uh, almost, uh, but it's very interesting and he would have lived along with the Spinosaurus. Now I mentioned about where they lived. Now the Spinosaurus, he would have lived during the Middle Cretaceous period. This was 98 to 95 million years ago. It would have been a tropical region of swamps and river systems in Northern Africa where we see Egypt and Morocco today. There's very few fossils of the Spinosaurus ever found. He's a very rare dinosaur and it, it contributes to uh, the desert that we see in Northern Africa today. It's very harsh uh, conditions for paleontologists to dig for bones up there. So it's very hard for them to even find the dinosaur bones. But back then it was a place called Pangaea and that is when all the continents on our planet were all connected in one. Now, compared to our Tyrannosaurus rex, he lived during the late Cretaceous period, 65 million years ago. And Cecilia, where did the T-Rex live? In North America. That's right. He lives where a lot of us live today in North America. I live in Nebraska, and that is right in the middle of the country. But we didn't have very many dinosaurs in Nebraska. In fact, there's not even any fossilized record of bones of dinosaurs from Nebraska. And that's because during the Triassic and the Jurassic period, that sediment, that soil eroded away. And then in the Cretaceous period in Nebraska, we had what was called the Western Interior Seaway, where it was a it was pretty much a seaway, an ocean that ran through our state. So we don't find very many, we don't find hardly, actually no dinosaurs. We do find, uh, we found trace fossils and we found footsteps in uh, southeastern Nebraska. But let's get back to the Spinosaurus. That's why you guys are all here. No one wants to listen about Nebraska. Now, let's talk about the Spinosaurus skull. Cecilia, what is different between, when you look at the T-Rex here and then you look at our Spinosaurus skull, what looks different? Um, the nose? Yeah, their snout. They have a more narrow snout. And it kind of looks more, it kind of looks crocodilian when you look at a crocodile or an alligator today. That's what the Spinosaurus's head kind of looked like. And they had, uh, they had a small crest above their eyes and then they had long, sharp teeth. And they were straight, not curved. They were kind of spear-like. Now when we look at most carnivores, they have curved teeth. But when we look at our Spinosaurus, he has you know, somewhat straight teeth. And I think that helped them, you know, while they're swimming in the water, hunting for fish. When you see other theropod dinosaurs like our T-Rex, he's got those curved teeth. So when he was to bite something and the dinosaur was to pull away, those curved teeth would just go deeper into the herbivore dinosaur's skin. But our Spinosaurus, he's got those straight spear-like teeth and it would have helped them fish in the swampy rivers that he would have lived in. Now the Spinosaurus also had a powerful jaw, but no serrated teeth, unlike we see on other meat-eating dinosaurs. Now when we look at their brains, 
these are very advanced theropods. The Spinosaurus, the T-Rex, they are very smart. When we look at their brain to body mass ratio, we can see that they're some of the most intelligent dinosaurs to ever live. The Spinosaurus, they even think it could have had uh, sensors, snout pressure sensors like alligators, and that would have been able to help it uh, detect motion in the water when it was hunting its prey. Now let's talk about a couple fossils real quick. We have very few fossils have been found in the fossil record of the Spinosaurus. Like I said, there's harsh environment of Northern Africa makes them hard to find for the paleontologist. The holotype, or the first fossil, that was found in the year 1912, so over 100 years ago, by paleontologist Ernest Stromer. Now, he found these fossils and he put them in uh, the museum in Germany. And while they were actually destroyed in 1944 during the Second World War uh, by an Allied bomber raid. So we didn't have no Spinosaurus fossils. Even the the records and the the records that uh, Ernest Stromer had written down of all his you know what it looked like. He lost everything in that bombing raid. So it wasn't until the 90s that we started seeing more about the Spinosaurus and able to find uh, more fossils of the largest carnivore. Now in 2011 we found a neck vertebra and we found that in Australia and in 2014 a study came out that said that the Spinosaurus could have been the first fully aquatic dinosaur. He would have had shorter hind legs and he had a fish-like tail. So when you guys see some of the imagery of the well, paleontologists, what some scientists think that the Spinosaurus looks like now, you know, he is a lot smaller because you know, his legs, his his hind legs are smaller. So that's bringing down his height. You know, he looks more like he's going to jump in the water, dive in the water and you know, go hunting for fish. So if this is true, then we would have to pass the reins off to the Giganotosaurus as being the largest carnivore dinosaur to ever live, at least to our knowledge, because that is the, you know, the largest one that we have been able to find. Now, Cecilia, what do you think about the Spinosaurus? Is he just one of the coolest dinosaurs? What do you like the most about him? I really like the sail on his back. Yeah, the sail is a very unique feature on the Spinosaurus. You know, I love his uh, crocodilian-like snout with all those teeth coming out. You know, he has some real jagged teeth. You know, they're not all the same size. They're all different. Uh, they go up to that little, uh, you know, ball-shaped point on the end of his snout. Uh, they're real jaggedy, uh, and they have those indents, kind of like we see on crocodilians. He's just a massive creature. He has that long tail that would have helped him counterbalance his heavy head. His head could have got to be about six feet in length. So he's just a massive carnivore dinosaur. And that is why, again, we call him the Spinosaurus Egypticus. But thank you guys. He is one of the most awesome dinosaurs. And I thank you guys so much for listening to podcast number five, all about the Spinosaurus. And I hope you guys uh, enjoy listening to our podcast. This was our fifth one, like I mentioned. I can't wait to do the next one. So, Shelly, what's uh, for podcast number six? Who do you think we should go more in depth to? Should we do another carnivore? Should we do a herbivore? You know, we got our Brachiosaurus, Parasaurolophus, Carnotaurus, Stegosaurus, and maybe. Uh, Raptors, Velociraptors, which one do you like the most next? Well, I really like the Brachiosaurus, so maybe we could do that one. Yeah, we could do the Brachiosaurus. Yeah, since we just talked about the largest 
carnivore dinosaur, the Spinosaurus, we should move into the largest herbivores, and that's the sauropod dinosaurs. That's the group of dinosaurs that includes like the Brachiosaurus, the Argentinosaurus. So I think that is a good idea. We're going to do our next podcast, number six, on sauropods, specifically the Brachiosaurus, or the arm lizard. So stay tuned for that, guys, and I can't wait to uh, be back on the podcast again, and you guys all have a great, we're rolling into spring next week, so everyone have a very nice spring uh, and we'll see you again next time see you guys bye